Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to the show. If you're here to learn how to make characters the right way, I've got bad news for you. We are going to break all the rules and we're making cats. This is how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. I'm Joel Holland. And I'm Austin Irwin. Welcome, Austin. It's so great having the two of us, and only the two of us, recording these episodes, right? Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, we just get some one-on-one time every couple of weeks, yeah. just, you know, hanging out, you know, just just nice and relaxing. I'm so glad you feel that way, uh, because I was hoping that you would not mind if I brought in a third guy. Ooh, that's going to be a tough sell. Is he cool? Oh, yeah, I think he's pretty cool. All right, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. All right, good, because he's already on the call with us. Oh, oh. I I was so tempted to jump in early, and when you said, is he cool, I I almost went, no. (laughs) But, uh, no, I, I, yes, kind of. I think it depends on what your cup of tea is. Uh, I would say yes. I I would say yes. You gotta have confidence, you know? It doesn't matter if you're actually cool. If you think you're cool, other people will think you're cool. That's true. That's what every high school movie has ever taught me, because every bully (laughs) thinks they're the shit. Uh, and so, of course, other people believe that because they'll just buy into whatever you tell them. Exactly. I have not found that to be true in my experience. I'm just very bad at huma- at mimicking what other people are doing. That might be why you're so pressed on making a cat, right? Like, you, you understand the cat mentality. The, I the guess. Cat I've never cat. actually had a pet cat. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. <laughs> I was really thinking that maybe that's where this was, you know, sort of based from. But okay. I you have a pet cat. Joel is only slightly not qualified for this. <laughs> I just thought it was a really funny show concept. Uh, and you're not wrong. It's great. I love this show. I agree. It's a great I'm, idea. I'm a little biased, but you know. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so our guest, I don't know if we've said a name yet, is Colin Parker, uh, who is the, the host of the Myth Takes Monster of the Week podcast. Uh, yep. Colin, if you want to tell us about about yourself, your RPG experience. Sure, yeah. So, uh, like you said, I am from the podcast Myth Takes, which was a show that was basically designed to be... I'm, I'm trying to think of like the, the right way of saying this. Basically, you know, this was a show where we had just started our podcast network, and we wanted to get as many people who were uh, on the network who were interested in doing... TTRPG stuff, like getting them in on the ground floor and just doing a show together, like all, as many of us as possible. And so I feel like on paper, what a great idea, right? Like to have a rotating cast of characters. Oh, yeah. You know, you get to view as many playbooks as possible. It was in concept amazing. Uh, I feel like it would work perfectly in a world where this was our full time job. Uh, but when it's not, and you have, you know, 10 people's very different schedules and different time zones to put into consideration. It's actually logistically a nightmare. Um, but it's it's so worth it to me. Uh, Myth Takes is a show that has a cast of uh, of nine main characters, and then me as the uh, the that we don't they're not called dungeon masters. They're uh, the keeper in Myth Takes. Um, but that's my role. I play the keeper for season one. Uh, in season two, we're going to a different game. Uh, which I've already forgotten the name of because I'm actually just acting as a producer for that season uh, because it was being done while I was in grad school. 
uh, to sort of give me a little bit of a break uh, from some extra stuff and extra responsibilities. Uh, but currently, like you said, we're doing Monster of the Week, and that first season is coming to an end pretty soon. Like, we're in the middle of recording the last... Uh, if my math is correct, I think it's going to be about eight to ten episodes left, um, which I feel like to some people sounds like it's a lot, but to wrap up this many characters and, you know, a bunch of different threads, it's actually not that much at all. Um because we're at like a point of no return is what I've called it before, where it's like, if there's any kind of side quest stuff you wanted to do, it's too late. Like we're, <laughs> we're, we're at that point in the game. So uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and I love it very, very much. Yeah. I guess uh, if, if you hadn't guessed, we are in fact doing monster of the week uh, this week on, on the show. Monster of the week is a TTRPG published by evil hat productions, Written by one Michael Sands. That's uh, that's the the game. It's uh, if you've ever watched a TV show that's had like a different monster that people fight every week or something like that, then this is kind of like the the spiritual successor to every single one of those shows combined into one. I think is yeah, the best oh, way to put it. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it is a literal like TV trope basically, that they then just took the name of the trope and made it the name of the game. Um, and that's why, like, when you look through the playbooks, like, almost every single one of them includes an example of, like, that type of character from a uh, real-world example that you could watch, you know, like Buffy um, or uh, Fringe, X-Files, uh, things things of that nature. Like, they really they really do a pretty good job of, like, dictating, like, if you're trying to figure out, well, what type of character is this, even though I'm I'm reading it, but maybe I don't fully understand it, right? You can easily be like, go watch this show, look for this character that's exactly like, this is what they are like, or these are their abilities, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, the, we've got the uh, typical character creation stuff, and uh, to play as a cat, as we typically do, we might have to break one or two rules, Uh but uh, we have our own rules that we have to follow through this process. So let's, uh, let's uh, Austin, let's get ready. Let's read those off for, for Colin's benefit, because our audience totally already knows all this. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, um, I'm sorry if this is your first episode, guys. You, you can listen to. Uh, yeah, it's fine. You, this one, this podcast, you can, you can really start anywhere. Oh, yeah. In fact, it's recommended that you start on your favorite RPG when we do it. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Makes sense. Um, would you like to start us off with the rules, or do you want me to go? Oh, ahead? yeah, sure. All right. I'll do the first one. Why not? Uh, we accept no cop-outs. We're making a cat. It's the exact animal that comes to mind when I say the word. Not some anthropomorphic race. No, no like, person turned into a cat or something like that. We can't do a lion, a tiger, or some other cop-out. It's, if it's too big to sit in your lap, it's not good enough for us. Exactly. Small dogs don't count either. <laughs> no, that's right. that's not even the right like part of the animal kingdom. Yeah, not the right genus is not the right word. I think probably. I'm not we've, a science guy. <laughs> we've we've had this same question come up several times, and we've never Googled it. Scientists still don't know the answer. They say, um, but yeah. On to the next one. Uh, home rule isn't real. Uh, if the rules don't explicitly allow something to happen. Uh, it counts as a rule broken. 
if we come across rules as written versus rules as intended, you know, like the rule says this, but it kind of means this, uh, we go with whichever one says no. Um, so most of our rules do end up being broken. <laughs> right. So if the game includes stats for a literal cat, this is rule three, those must be used or adapted to the game's character sheet. There are not many games that do this, it turns out. But if when it happens, we're prepared. Yeah, we'll, we'll have that on lock. Um, rule number four is uh, the character class, background, playbook, job, whatever, uh, has to exist within the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion. Uh, no homebrew classes, as stated in rule two. Uh, rule two, it does not exist. Yep, uh, which sucks because a lot of there are a lot of great playbooks uh, in this game specifically that are community-made resources. Yeah, yeah, specifically, sure. great ones for this character. <laughs> There's one of them that doesn't even require you to be a human. Ooh, right. Maybe maybe Correct. that's a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so rule number five. The cat can learn any skill available to its class, even if it's not typically a thing a cat should be able to do. We once had a cat that could seal away people's superpowers because it worked for an organization that could train people to do that. One was a fun one. Uh, rule number six. Uh, if a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use, uh, even if comically downsized for them, they cannot use it. Um, so your cat cannot pick up a gun or a wrench. No opposable thumbs. But I believe it was our... Um, our Star Wars episode that we had uh, a cat that did have like an attached toolkit to it or an attached mm -hmm. gun. Um, that was no, the cat gun was last episode. Was it last episode? Okay, yeah. So it, it we did have a cat with a gun, but that's because the gun was specifically made for the cat. Um, it wasn't just an actual gun, you know. Right. You know, it occurs to me that this is the second back-to-back -back evil hat game that we've done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the last game we did was a, a fate hack called Kaiju Incorporated. You okay. you wouldn't know this because the episode's not coming out until mid-October. But Sure. <laughs> but fate games allow you to do basically whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, and so sure. there was a, a thing that just let us make a cat gun for our character. Like, if we wanted to make a cat gun, we could have a cat gun. And we said, you know what? It's time. <laughs> We've been joking about it for seven episodes. I'm really surprised that Nickelodeon was like okay with going that edgy for the reboot of Cat Dog, Cat Gun being a very <laughs> interesting choice. But you know, I respect it. Yeah, yeah. Cat Dog was good, but Cat Gun just has way better action. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Anyway, has half rights, I guess, in the U.S. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have the right to own a cat gun. Um, <laughs> And finally, did I did we already say we have to keep track of every rule that we break? Or I don't know if we stated that it was an official rule, but yes, uh, we have to keep track of every rule that we break. All right, and that's that's our rules that we have to follow. Any other rules that get in the way of us making a cat, we're just ignoring. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks for the cool game, Michael Sands. We're about to break it. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's before, get started. Before we jump so, in, uh, oh, oh, I guess yeah. that would still be getting started. But I, I just had a curiosity: what is the least amount of rules you've ever had to break? One, actually, no. There was one game where we literally broke no rules. Interesting. It was was it episode two or three where we did power outage? 
I thought Power Outage was episode one. Or no, no, yeah, it was, would have oh, been yeah, two no, on the. It was the first one we did. So yeah, episode two. The pilot yeah. was me and one other guy. Um, but yeah, so episode two was uh, was we broke no rules because it was it we were allowed to not play as a human, so we didn't have to worry about that rule. Right. Uh, we could basically allow any uh, we could turn anything that our cat could just kind of normally do into a into a power that could be used in game without actually giving the cat superpowers. Because, like, I, I could give you, you know, some, you know, super hacky things of, like, saying, okay, we could go with this playbook and, like, we could change these three rules if you really consider, like, this, <laughs> this stretch, this stretch, this stretch. But, like, uh, you know, and, like, yeah, there is a um, a third-party book that would have been, like, really solid for this, uh, you know, book because I think that would have even less of a chance of there being a stretch. But, like, I've been thinking about this since we first had the conversation, and I'm, like, immediately, mm-hmm. like, my head goes to the book of the monstrous, um, because there's really oh. only one thing that, to me, is, like, leaning into inaccurate or whatever for the, whatever word you want to go for, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just that uh, under monster breed, it tells you that you're half human, half monster. But I feel like, you know, if you're like, okay... In any kind of situation, if you just go to someone, you're like, hey, I just I would like it to, instead of being half monster, I'd like to be full monster. I don't think of any DM or keeper or whatever that's going to go, absolutely not. You know, <laughs> um, I yeah. feel like that's, and that's not even really a rule. It's just like, that's just their base description, you know? And like that part is, I think, again, kind of part of your ability to, in a TTRPG, to sort of, you know, craft around your personal narrative. Uh, there are, you know, some, what are the aspects, like an aspect basically that, you know, can be a little hefty, like, you know, have a, you have a curse, right? But I feel like mm-hmm. cats, to me, I mean, like, sure, cats can be lovely, they can be cuddly, but a lot of them are just like these little balls of hate sometimes. <laughs> so, like, you know, if you, if you start with monster breed, monster breed, sorry, the monstrous, and then, you know, you kind of change the monster breed thing a little bit just to say, hey, what if I was just a cat instead of a half human you could immediately Mm. drop down to your curse and say i'm choosing pure drive and picking anger that's easy and then you've got some moves that you can pick uh which we can you know go over but like i do think that claws of the beast make absolute perfect sense oh absolutely um (laughs) and then uh we can we can go back for the second move in a second but to me it's like you then look at your natural attacks the first two right there that's that's it right there baby base teeth base claws that's <laughs> that's a cat i feel like yeah yeah i guess that is i don't mean to See, speed run considered... the game, but that's the thing <laughs> I... listen you know your stuff so if this is just how yeah, fast yeah. you can make a cat then by all means like i uh i was looking at the playbooks earlier and i hadn't considered the monstrous because like it leans into like a supernatural being mm-hmm. which is not the idea of our cat, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I had considered, like, if you're just going for a cat that has, like, absolute, like, the most cat possible, I was thinking, like, the mundane. Uh, that was one of the ones that I was going to say. Like, you could get mm-hmm. kind of hacky with it, but you could go mundane, and I think go that route for sure. To, yeah, because yeah. I think one of the, the things about mundane that actually leans into a cat really well as well is... It's basically the only class that lets you restore luck. Right, correct. 
uh, which is very much leading into the, you know, the nine lives thing. I think the fun thing to me about like the moves in the monstrous, right, is that so many of these fit to what an actual cat is. Because like earlier I was like, Claws of the Beast makes total sense, right? Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. just looking at these like immortal, right, is funny because it's like, you know, you don't age or sicken because like to me it's like, okay, you would think something is immortal if it had nine lives and could just continuously live and outlive you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unnatural appeal. Cats have a hold on people like you would not believe. <laughs> I mean, cat videos are pretty much the reason YouTube, I think, actually succeeded. <laughs> and I think without cat videos, YouTube it. would have crashed and burned. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, like, you have that move. Unholy strength. Okay, I, I get it. Like, that's probably kind of like, meh. Although, if you've I, ever, like, I don't know. been My trying cat to wrestle can... something from a cat, sometimes, yeah, they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll cling on. Um Incorporeal, I think, is very funny only because of it makes me think of uh, Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> yeah. Pre, pre, okay. I never get this word Preter, right. Preternatural? Yes. Preternatural? I, th- I believe it's preternatural speed. You go much faster than normal people. Man, That's if just a true. cat gets out the door, <laughs> oh boy, it's game over. Uh, mental dominion, I feel like, is a lot like the unnatural appeal kind of thing. This is very funny to me. When you gaze into a normal human's eyes and exert your will over them, roll plus charm. Regular people will follow your order, whatever it is. And I feel oh like that's kind of like leading into the unnatural it's, appeal. It's the it's the puss in boots glare. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, some a cat being like, I would like food. And you're like, no. But then they just keep staring you in the eye. And you're like, oh, God. Um, I mean, some of these moves don't make sense. Like uh, mm. flight. Okay. Yeah. A cat can fly for a few seconds, but then that's about it. Unquenchable. There we go. Vitality. When you've taken harm, you can heal yourself, you know, kind of leaning in a little bit to the, you know, nine lives thing. Mm -hmm. Kind Mm -hmm. of works. Dark negotiator. You can use the move manipulate someone on monsters as well. If they can reason and talk, maybe, I don't know. Maybe if you have another pet, I don't know. I think as uh, here's the thing. If you're playing just, if your goal is to play as a straight cat, if you did Dark Negotiator, then a cat could speak to monsters on a level that that a human trying to use this move, or a humanoid with higher intelligence, probably could not. Mm, that's Perhaps, true. Yeah, I, 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 it's, I think that's the fun thing about, you know, when you get into a situation where you're creating something that's not exactly what's in the book. Because then you start to look at like, well, how do I interpret this a little bit? You know, like, could I get a little bit of extra, you know, uh, what's the word for it? Like, not vitality, but a little extra, um, like an advantage, basically, you know, by Uh, by saying mm -hmm. I'm closer to their base, you know, than like a human would be. Could I get like a little extra? And you're like, "Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, fine. Why not? (laughs) That's that rules Um, is written versus rules is intended. You're like, can we get away with this? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if we're breaking this one rule, then it it feeds into mm-hmm. like. But I, that's the thing is like, thing. is it really breaking a rule if you're just changing a little bit of the wording? That's not even a rule. It's just like how they describe the creature, right? We have to consider it a broken rule. Yeah, but <sighs> yeah, I get what you mean. But we are no okay. strangers to broken rules. Also, I want to point out the dark negotiator being able to manip- <laughs> manipulate other monsters. As somebody who has owned cats and dogs at the same time in the same house, they can absolutely use the dark negotiator skill yeah. because we, one of our older cats, uh, he was just, oh my gosh, For, when he was young, he he was so mean and he would literally just like 
every time he walked into the room, our dog would jump off the couch because he knew that the cat would immediately want to jump up there. <laughs> and he did <laughs> they did not like being on the couch at the same time. Yeah. The uh, it, so okay, I totally understand the the rule break there. And yeah, I I agree with with these, you know, Dark Negotiator, the Claws of the Beast, Mental Dominion, Unnatural Appeal. I mean, you can only pick two, but like I think that between those four or five maybe that I just said, I don't remember how many I just said, um, I feel like you could pick any two from those and be totally fine. Mm-hmm. The base teeth and base claws as your, you know, your natural attacks, right? Makes total mm-hmm. sense. The best part about this is that it's not breaking a rule to not choose gear because the gear is optional. So you don't oh. have to choose a thirty-eight revolver, nine millimeter, magnum, shotgun. It's optional. For the at least for the monstrous, I think that if you're I think if you're mm-hmm. like a professional, I think you have to take because uh, then you don't have other base moves. You, your your attack just is your gear basically. Gotcha. Um, but like here with a with a cat, it's like all right, you know, uh, can I curse? Am I allowed to curse? I don't think I have yet. Why but, not? Yeah, sure. sure. I was gonna say if you as a cat, like you don't have to say sure. I'll take a shotgun. You're like fuck it. I'll you know I've got the teeth. I got the claws. What else do I need? You know, That's got true. my cat. Cat-like ability. They have the evolutionary advantage. They're built for this. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I mean, I feel like between between all of those, I guess I can accept that by changing part of the wording of the description being a rule change. I mean, I feel, I feel like that's one. I think I think that's one rule change. Yeah. So. Like all we all we really done is say uh, you're fully monster. Yeah. Uh, and- Which depending on who you ask. They they could think that cats are just monsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like we could change one more word and say you're just fully creature, and still be correct. Yeah, because cats aren't like, uh, you know the what was it that Monster Care Squad used to describe? Oh yeah, we haven't done that that game yet. Uh, <laughs> but like, there's a game called Monster Care Squad. Everyone, just for context. Uh, and it uh, kind of describes monsters as beings that are above other creatures, but not quite gods. Mm. Huh. And I feel like that's a that I mean kind yeah, of a, a fitting description. I mean, look at ancient Egypt. Cats were yeah. oh yeah very much above people at multi- I'd say multiple points in human existence. I feel like okay. that's why they are the way they are today. Like yeah. I'm I, I'm <laughs> never one to like be like I'm going to blame an ancient civilization. You know, for all of our problems with like mm-hmm. anything, but like I would say that as far as like cats' attitudes as to like you know how important they are mm-hmm. within like society and like a household structure, definitely, 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 the Egyptians set us set us back a little bit. You know, like dogs, if you're like fetch or whatever, they'll go do it with a cat. If you're like, please stop clawing the furniture, they're like, you can't tell me what to do, peasant. That's why the and only I'm... thing I let my cat claw is the furniture. Because it's it's already old anyways. I'm like, I'd rather I'd rather you scratch up the furniture a bit than scratch up the walls. Oh, okay. Yeah. That also helps. <laughs> yeah. But even if they're scratching up you, then uh you still get your security deposit back. Oh exactly. Right. And I can use that security deposit to buy him a real scratch post, which I actually did buy my cat a scratch post and he's never had one before, so he just keeps looking at it like, What do I do with this thing? <laughs> So I, I will say, I don't know if, 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 if I click on something on the sheet here. Oh, we see yes. that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you did see that I, uh, for, for look, I wrote just a cat. Yes. Cool. Good. We can, we can expand upon that <laughs> yeah. later. We usually pick a, like a breed 
but that's we usually do that towards the end. Yeah, that's like that's the flavor. The five give the cat a backstory. Yeah, mm. the lore, if you will. Right. Yeah, unless the rules tell us to do it at the beginning. Yeah, I think was it the dark eye that told us to do that, or was it? Um, oh shoot! The dark eye told us to have a rudimentary idea before we start got started with character creation. That's right. But okay, anyway, I'm, I'm so let's see. So. Uh, I see someone has chosen a starting stats for us. Let's see. Two charm, zero cool, negative one sharp, negative one tough, plus three weird. Yeah. I, I, I know, that's that's pretty fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like it's pretty pretty good. I mean, like, cats can be pretty tough, so the negative one, I feel like, is, is a little unfortunate. But, like, just based on also, like, the, the move sets that we were talking about and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. being... You know, needing to manipulate and then also still having a little bit of like that, like, I'm going to scratch you up. Like, I feel yeah, like all mm-hmm. this stuff sort of matches how they are. And if we, yeah, if we have two charm, then we don't really need unnatural appeal and we can choose Claws of the Beast and uh, Dark Negotiator. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. So, and we don't need to worry about improvements. Uh, I, wait, is that? That that's the uh, the whole mechanical side of the cat, isn't it? Yep, that's the whole mechanical side. Yep. Cool. This might be our shortest, uh, like even shorter than the uh, Kaiju Incorporated. Yeah. I mean, like the 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 thing about this game is that, like, you know, it's another reason why you know in Myth Takes there's a, a little bit of some uh, a few homebrew rules in there mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for us to to mess around with, uh, simply because the game is not exactly designed to last for a long like campaign necessarily uh or rather a like a long-term game you can you know keep using those same characters but um you know for a podcast for us to run through our luck points as quick as we technically have like i give them a uh the occasional like okay take take one of your luck points back it's been enough time yeah you know um like seven seems like a lot but like when you get into a desperate situation then suddenly spending your luck is not like well but also like because it's like quote unquote you know monster of the week the idea is that you know you're really most people are probably creating characters and you know like a world and stuff like that for literally like a session yeah maybe two Mm -hmm. or three uh but like that's one of the other reasons why you know they can grow in experience and stuff like that and they have these improvements but there's not honestly like a lot of growth that your character can really have like they can only mm-hmm. go up to a certain point because eventually you get to a point where like really the only logical choice uh, for the character is to retire. Uh, and I do I do appreciate that most of the characters have a different version of that. Like you can have like a literal retire uh, type situation or for certain creatures you can um, uh, choose to you know free yourself from your curse. It no longer affects you, but like you know you're kind of like mm-hmm. done um, or. For some creatures, like in, including this one, actually, you can turn yourself evil again, and then what happens is you ret- you retire the character, you go fully evil, and now that character sheet and that character that you created can now be used by the keeper as a potential threat down the road, um, which I think is very fun. Uh, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that because I think a lot of the times it's very difficult to say goodbye to a character in in any oh, kind of sense. Absolutely. And like that's another reason why, like right. you know, for myth takes, like you know. Knowing that we're about to hit that end, like, there's quite a few characters and people that, like, I feel like, you know, we know that when we do, like, live shows and stuff like that, we're definitely going to be diving back into that first world because, uh, 
there's a lot of interactions and people that were kind of like already not exactly ready to say goodbye to, even though we've had them for like 70 episodes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but, I feel uh, that way, like yeah. just running like my team and of like, Oh yeah. We, we've sure. had multiple times where like a character in story just kind of had to die or mm-hmm. had finished, like they had wrapped up like their major plot points. And uh, I remember specifically we had one who had wrapped up, after an arc and the plan I had originally planned to keep going, but my player, she was like, no, I think that, I think that her story's done. So now we have an NPC instead because everybody in the group was like, well, we don't want her to just be gone. So right. she is now an NPC that still exists in the world. She's just, you know, or like her, retired, injured kind of thing. Yeah, her time in the limelight is over because she completed the things she got set out to do. Right. Yeah, we we have a little bit of that kind of going on as well. Uh, we have, um, I won't give any spoilers in case anyone here listens to the show or anything like that, but like we have something that's Neat. coming out pretty soon uh, of a situation that was kind of similar, like where we had to really discuss like what it meant for ending certain characters' stories. Mm-hmm. Um and that's also happened before in the very beginning, for example, like there's a character that was truly meant to be a one off character uh, and people loved them so much that like it became a thing of like, I had no qualms necessarily with potentially killing that character. Um, like this NPC, like if they didn't save him or if they didn't get him out of the way in time or whatever, but like people were like ready to riot if I just immediately killed him kind of thing so i was like okay maybe i'll you know find a way to driver sorry yes it was terry yeah so like terry was like a situation where i was like okay i guess terry will just be like out of harm's way for now because like people immediately latched on and like i had like multiple storyline requests like for like how they wanted to interact with him on a future date Mm -hmm. so i was like okay uh all right i guess i'll just find a way to you know knock him out basically so he's not considered a threat during this scene um and i'm glad that we did because like it created you know a bunch of fun little things including one of the characters uh ending up like dating him um and stuff like that and like it's very very sweet and very cute but like it's also just so funny i mean like he was such a fan favorite that um one of our players jordan uh did a one-off episode like a one-shot with me where he was the dm and then i played as terry (laughs) And it was like Terry having a nightmare. And uh, then Jordan sent me a shirt that says Nightmarinera on it because he loves uh, meatball subs. So it was it's one of the, my favorite T-shirts. And again, it's just all that like this was a character who I didn't name after any fans or anything like that because I just needed him there for moving part of the story along, getting some information out and then just, you know, hightailing it out. So I was just like, uh, his name is, I don't know, Terry. You know, I just kind of threw it out. And then immediately it was like one of the like top two favorite like non-playable characters um yeah that that happens i did a i did a city of mist game like a few years back and there's this antagonistic force called the gatekeepers in city of mist and there was one agent that just kept like trying to bureaucracy their way like to keep the players out of like situations Mm -hmm. and uh the players liked him so like it just ended up being that like uh, there was a dramatic uh, turn of events where they had to save him, and then there, and then he was just an ally that helped them fight the final boss. <laughs> that rules. 
love I love it when stuff like that happens though. Because I think mm-hmm. I think every just about every like campaign has one of those characters that you just bring in, kind of not thinking about it, and then mm-hmm. boom, they're you know front and front and center for a while. Right. Um. I you know he wasn't a cat cat, uh, but I had a character in mid takes as well that uh, was based off of an actual cat. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a cat in our family whose name was Mongo. Um, and while he was not my cat, that cat absolutely loved me. Uh, <laughs> like when I was, you know, house sitting or watching after him, you know, while uh, his owners would be out of town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd just be staying there. Like he, if I was in the house, he was like either on my lap or like sitting next to me. Like he like could not leave me alone. And like, that was okay. Cause he was very cuddly. He was very gentle, very sweet. Mm-hmm. He was a great, great boy. Uh, nice. And one of the things that I used to do for a while was like occasionally while they were out of town, I would send these little videos of like me doing like a voiceover of like what he sounded like. Right. And like, you know, and would send those to the families to show to the kids. So they'd be like, oh, Mongo's having fun. And so I would do these little <laughs> stories. And so then like I wrote him into our show. And uh, yeah, I think one of the most tragic things for me was that like, I wrote him into our show and he was actually funny enough, a monstrous as well. Uh, but like, I uh, never really made a player sheet for him. I just ha- kind of looked at the, mm-hmm. the thing to say, how can I, you know, make sure that it makes sense to have a half human, half cat type thing, like a humanoid cat in my world. And I was like, Oh, monstrous. That's fine. Yeah. That, if anyone ever asks that, that's just what he is. <laughs> um, but I never even looked at the sheets until like, you know, for this, but uh, yeah, when he when he died IRL, uh, I chose not to bring him back onto the show, uh, just because I was like I miss that boy. But also like it felt like weird to do it without him being around because like the very first time yeah. I ever recorded that character, I actually did it at that house and like had him like nearby, and I was like, listen, this is you, you're in the show now, uh, as <laughs> if he actually understood me. But um, yeah, so Mongo was based off of a, a real life cat, so it's not my first time putting a cat into monster of the week. And it won't be the last, I think is a good <laughs> Fan- call to make. Fantastic. You know, more, I, I think more RPGs could use cats. Just in and general. that's why you're doing the Lord's work here. Exactly. Yeah? You know, we're putting this out into the world so that you can put a cat in your game. Doesn't, you don't even have to play them. You can just, they can just be there. They can just be there. Be, exactly. They can be your funky NPC that gets a bit too much limelight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I have a question for y'all. Is okay. is Mongo a good name for this character? Ooh, good question. I mean, I I mean I certainly would not uh say no, but I mean like I I'm also f- like open to letting, you know, like letting the world world. And by world I mean the three of us <laughs> like choose a name, you know what I mean? Yeah. I am okay with uh Mongo or whatever we decide, you know, if we want Mongo to live on in another audio form then that is absolutely <laughs> well, okay by me i guess if we want to explore other options we can put a pin in it and come yeah, back yeah, to yeah. it yeah, later we'll, after we'll we've decided back. the rest of this cat's lore well I'll, I'll, let me ask you this so like maybe part of what could help dictate this is i don't know what type of cat this was i do apologize uh but i could tell you like what kind of cat he was essentially like i could describe him and if mm. you're like oh yeah we've had a couple cats like that before then maybe that's like a good indicator that like we should definitely go like another route. 
Um, All right. But if you're like, hey, we've never had that type of cat, like then like maybe that's our sign that Mongo is the is the choice. Um, mm-hmm. So he was uh, like an orange cat. The 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 types of cat where like they look like they're big and chonky, but really they're just like they're mostly fur. Like he had really honestly such a small body, but he was just this big floofy kind of cat. Um, hang on, I'm re- I'm desperately looking for a picture real quick. He it's been a couple years, so. Uh, <laughs> If I can quickly find this one picture and then I'll just drop it in our chat. Someone who is better than me at like the names of cats or like to the types of cats might be able to go, oh, that's a, you know, yeah, Breckenshire, uh, yeah, <laughs> stomp cat. Let's you're see, like, we, Agent Meow, aka Sergey, was, was an orange cat, wasn't he? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, was that your most recent one? Uh, no, Sergey was from uh, the uh, Modern Age episode, which I think was episode three. Okay. It's so, like, um, it's been a while since we've had it. Wait, what color was Peter? Wait, Peter was a was a, uh, a tabby. Never mind. Yeah. I think, I'm trying to see. It's like, I don't know, looking up orange cat breed. There's so many <laughs> that can just I know, be I'm so orange. Sorry. I mean, that's um, fine. It's all good. Where, wow, it's I. I just I'm I'm starting to realize how many years ago <laughs> this would have been, and like that's that's what's also like somewhat depressing to think about a little bit. Where you're like, <laughs> we're like, yeah, I've 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 only not had Mongo for like you know a year or whatever, and then you're like, oh, I'm in the middle of 2019 right now, and I still haven't found a picture of him. Here he is. Okay, well that's a video, but uh, here we go. There's there's a picture of him and me. Let me just real quick drop this in. He's a little bit poofier than this picture might uh, imply, but uh, it's just because he's like kind of squatted down a little bit. But I'm dropping it in. Oh, yeah, that looks kind of like the cat that we envisioned as uh, Sergey. Like, I think Sergey was the cat that I modeled. Our uh, like, I looked up a. We made that episode, and then I made the the logo that we're using now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the, a similar kind of cat to that. Yeah, it looks kind of like a Maine Coon. A little bit. Maine Coons are huge, though. Yeah, they are very large cats. I, I had a roommate back when I he was like first started sized. college that had a Maine Coon, and he was not he was chunky and fluffy. He's like fifteen pounds. Yeah. Oh, a good yeah. boy. I know this was you know okay again this was one of those things where I took that picture the day before uh, I no the day that I left. Mm-hmm. So like the day that like they were coming back into town and I was heading out, I was like packing my stuff up uh, like that morning. And I, I still had a few hours left, but like a couple of times I went to pack up my backpack and he was just like sitting on the backpack. Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to make you move. Like, it's like, it's so weird <laughs> that like, you've never done that before, but it's like, it's kind of cute that it feels like you're just like looking for an excuse to be close to me. But like, because I'm moving around, like you can't, so you're just like sitting on something of mine. And then like, you know, eventually he did move and I packed it up. And so when I was like getting ready to say goodbye, which again, weird behavior probably to say goodbye to a cat that's technically not yours, but I went, you know, looking <laughs> for him and not once ever in the time that I'd, you know, stayed there or whatever, that I ever find him like chilling in like my room on my bed, you know? Mm-hmm. And yet when I was getting ready to leave, he was like lying down where I, you know, would have slept every night. And I was like, okay, goodbye. You know, and I was like, you know, I love you, whatever. And, you know, took a picture of him. Saying there, I was like, oh, it's like it's like really weird that it feels like he knows, and it's like I walked out that door, and I was, and I the last thing I said was like, I'll see you soon, 
Because like mm. I was still over at their place, you know, probably mm. every other week, every three weeks or whatever, just to say hi or to hang out. Yeah. And like a week later, they were like, I have some terrible news. And I was like, no. Oh. That's, that's and, the thing about animals, especially when you're close to them, is yeah. that they, ju- they just know. Right. Um, and it's it's so weird because you know, like you said, you noticed like this, like not his typical behavior. And um, it was just one of those things where like, I think in my heart and in my mind, I don't think I expected that because he was still fairly young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like in my head, I was like, this must just be that like, we're getting even closer where it's like, you know, now not mm-hmm. only does he want to just like hang out with me, like on the couch or whatever, but now it's to the point where. If he knows I'm in the house, he wants to be on like near my stuff instead of near, mm-hmm. you know, this person's stuff or whatever. You know, like maybe like maybe like he's starting to like me more, which is probably definitely not the case. But so I was like, oh, wow, that'd be crazy. Right. Um, I was like, maybe he's imprinting on me or something. I don't know. It was really weird that I was like that, like pressed on like this boy. And I was like, but I was like, this is my son right here. It's not my cat, but he's my son. Yep. And uh, and then again, like they like I was like the first person they told that wasn't like immediately in that house. And I was like gutted about it. Yep. There you go. That's my little Mongo. Uh, uh, what's the word for it? Like um, immortalization. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm cool with describing the cat like that. If if you guys are, there's one other thing that like there's not like a spot on the character sheet for it, and but uh, we could decide what a uh, weird move goes with this cat. Because, like, I'm not sure use magic is... Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got it pulled up here. There's empath. When you open up your brain to feel the emotions of something right there in front of you, roll plus weird. Illuminated. When you telepathically ask the secret masters for aid, roll plus weird. If we had chosen, like, having, like, what is it, the the patron that doesn't know you've changed sides or whatever? Mm-hmm. Oh. What was it? Dark master. Then, then illuminated might make sense, but... I don't think it would for this one. No limits. When you push your body past its limits, roll plus weird. That's a maybe. Yeah. Uh, past lives. When you channel your previous incarnation oh, that's to discover something. Yeah. The past lives. That was nine yeah. lives. That, I, I thought that one was would be funny, but there's... Where is it? Trust your gut. I think trust your gut might be better. When you consult your instincts about what to do next, roll plus weird. Because, like, we're a, mm. we're a uh, creature that operates on instinct. Yeah, oh, I'm really up in the air because I like both a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Nine or past lives is is funny and thematically relevant. Trust your gut makes more uh, mechanical sense, and I am fine right. with either with either answer. <laughs> do we ever, do we Same. usually go mechanical sense though? <laughs> Sometimes we have, Sometimes. but usually if there's something that seems more entertaining, we lean that way. I I do really like the idea of just having this cat look onto its past lives, like like the avatar see, state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking of. It's like the avatar state of like, uh, do I think I can make this jump? And then it like looks over. It's like, hey man, trust me, you can't make that jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. One that like clearly is a little bit squatter. You know, listen, I've tried to make that jump myself. <laughs> You do not want to make that move. You do not even want to try. That was life one, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go past lives then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can just put that in the history and notes. Uh, and then we yeah. need to come up with, like, the history part of that. <laughs> to where? Where is that? Uh, it's the... I've just added it to the uh, to, to history oh, Okay, notes. now I see it. There's there's other moves 
There's there's a yeah on the other row further down. There's that actual. That's cool. I didn't know that was an option in Roll Twenty. Huh? What do you know? Uh, I don't know if we need a description or if the people who play this are just gonna. I can try and copy and paste in the description. I am terrified to see how that formatting is uh, gonna translate. But uh, actually, it didn't do too bad. Wait, did you already do it? Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Cool. Oh, oh wow, cool. Uh, well, yeah, could have been worse. No, yeah, it, I think that worked perfectly. Like it's it's got like you know a little bit of like a does it you do they use um what's it, like HTML like can you do like a bracket br bracket or not it's not a bracket what's that the little the, V shape the break I'm talking about yeah yeah can you add breaks in there is that would that work I'm just Good gonna question. hit enter on each of the bullet points yeah just give it like an extra space yeah maybe it'll anyway um threw a br in there somewhere but I think it just went away. <laughs> Oh, cool. When, when Joel started adding. That's fine. I think oh, the bullet points my bad. definitely I probably helped. overwrote your uh, your stuff. Maybe. That's totally fine. I don't think the break would have worked. Anyways. Either way, it's not terrible. Like, it, it's all still in there, so. Yeah. And besides, I, I gotta take this off Roll20 and put it on a real character sheet, oh, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, Because I can't add this to the Google Drive. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be a little tough that to works. export. Not with that. <laughs> I bet you, hang on, I wonder if I do, I mean, I'm just saying if you hit print and then save as a PDF, Ooh, yeah, it's that might got, be. it oh, looks fairly, although it does not seem to recognize that there is more further down the page. That That's the only, hmm, it's not fully recognizing how long this is. So I will say that's the only, that's, if you can open it up on mobile and do a screenshot and then say save whole page, but that's a, that's a whole other bunch of extra stuff to do, huh? Yeah, I I think the best thing to do just is just for me to for sure. bite the bullet, open <laughs> Affinity Publisher, and uh, and make this into a printer friendly right. version. Gotcha, Monsieur Mongo. Yeah, his it, it, again. That's one of those things where it's like his name was just Mongo, but like when I was doing those little videos, and I would mm-hmm. send them videos uh, of like the two cats in the house doing stuff. Uh, he was this like. It's, I, I don't do a great French accent, but like, I feel like I do like a decent enough, like French guy who smokes too much type uh. voice, <laughs> you know? So I would always like the, the way I would get into the character would be like to pretend to take a, like a big inhale on a cigarette. So you would hear like a, <laughs> Hey, it is me, Monsieur Mongo. Like, and you're like, I would, you have like a little bit of like, Oh, hey, you, uh, you Americans, no, uh, mm. how you say uh, stupid. No, you know, like, and, and I would just like. Oh, that's and, you know, like on. all that other stuff. It's not an incredible accent, but like, in fact, it's probably incredibly offensive, maybe to some people. Um, but Question. like, yeah. Uh, since since you've uh, imagined this cat is French, uh, would you be okay if part of our like physical description of this cat included what looked like uh, a handlebar mustache pattern on its face? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, go for Gotta. it. Gotta. It's like it's like either that or like the way his little whiskers end up twisting up, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, they're like curled. In fact, upwards. you know, if you look at that picture of him on on my backpack, it's like it kind of like the it's. I know he's in the shadows, but the white on his like on his like mouth, yeah, is almost mm-hmm. a little bit like if just there's just a little got, tint there. It's got the curve, for yeah, because sure. mm-hmm. it's like where the whiskers are turns orange again, but then just on the outskirts of that, it turns white again. So it's almost like it does kind of go down past his mouth and then curl back up, which is interesting. But oh, what a good cat. He was such a good boy. It's very interesting because I'm not like soup. I'm not like a major cat lover. Like if you were like, 
cat or mm-hmm. dog, right? For a pet, I would 100% pick a dog every time. But I have in my life had two cats that like could not get enough of me, like were like desperate to be around me at all times. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. And then a former roommate of mine, uh, her cat Ellie just loved me to death, but also was like two years old. So had not fully figured out how to like operate yet. Uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So like he would just like, he would try to like climb up or jump onto something. And if there wasn't enough space, he was like still trying. And I, I would just be sitting there going, your claws are in my, your claws are in my, stop, yep. stop. You can't <laughs> climb there. And he's just like, what? No, I'm just trying, let me just get in your lap. And you'd be like, there's literally no space. I don't know why you, <laughs> please stop, you know? Or like he would like bat at my stuff to try and make room for himself. Mm-hmm. He would sit outside my door and just cry. Oh, yeah. If you're living with kittens, uh, I learned at a very young age, you just gotta have long pants on at all times. Yeah. Because they will see you and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I, I want to hug you. And then they will just claw directly into your skin. And see, that's the problem. Like if I lived in a place like Wisconsin or something, right, it mm-hmm. would make sense. I'd always be in long pants. Yeah. But I live in New Orleans. Oof. I'm in shorts and like flip flops <laughs> almost year round. You know, like... Uh, the other day I went somewhere and like, I have like gym shoes and stuff like that, but like mm-hmm. I was going somewhere where I just needed to wear like pants and like normal shoes and I could not find my shoes for the life of me. I don't think, I think the last time I wore them was like March. So I was like, where the hell are my shoes? I was like looking all over the apartment. Like, I, how did I lose these? I ha- they haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he, I mean, great cat. Good, you know, good boy. But like he, again, just was like cool, you're home. Uh, can I just like chill? And you'd be like, well, there's literally no space like because I'm sitting at a table. Mm-hmm. There's no room for you. Like there's a lip here. Do you understand? He'd be like, mm, no. So I'm going to try. He'd be like, <laughs> don't, don't. See, my cat does that now <laughs> where like I'm, I'll be sitting in my like in my chair at my desk and then he'll just like sit there and stare at me and I'll be like, bud, you can't, you can't jump up here right now. He's, he's, tried on many occasions but i don't think he actually likes sitting on the desk he just wants to be like with me right because he'll be up on the desk for like a couple seconds i'll pet him and then he's just like i i'm out of here he's like thank you for paying the tax (laughs) yep um and i'll I'll tell you one one last little cat story and then we can you know finish up the last uh step here yeah but i'll Mm -hmm. tell you the the ellie cat like the one that was like my roommate's cat Mm -hmm. uh does live in a podcast somewhere Oh. Uh, in terms of one time I was recording something with Jordan Reed, uh, a guy who's on our network here, and we were recording uh, like a little like interview like thing, whatever. It was just the two of us. And uh, he, the cat next you know, on the other side of my wall uh, was in his owner's room and he sat down on uh, the edge of her like electric piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like. You know, when he was really little, like when he was a kitten, he didn't weigh that much. So, like, he could jump up onto that little piano and kind of walk around on it and it wouldn't do anything. But he had finally gotten mm-hmm. to the weight where if he sat on one end to then try and climb up onto the chest of drawers, he now weighed too much. Ooh. And so the whole piano and keyboard just, you know, fully lifted up and toppled over. Uh, and then of course he panicked and tried to jump and then he knocked some stuff off of the dresser. So we're in the middle of recording and then it's just like, bam, bam, you know, just like all this kerfuffle. 
And I went, uh, hello? Like, out loud, as she's going, oh, my God, at the top of her lungs. And Jordan <laughs> Reed goes, did your house just explode? Like, it was just, it was so much. And she was like, I'm sorry. I know you're recording. He just knocked over, like, half of the room. I'm so sorry. And you can, like, barely hear that, like, through the wall into my microphone. But I was like, if everyone's okay, it's no big deal. But, yeah, anyway. Incredible. Cats just don't know their own strength or weaknesses, really. For sure. <laughs> um, there is something very enjoyable, though, about, like, cats thinking that they're graceful or whatever. And then being totally wrong. And, like, you know, the <laughs> way that cats act when they are embarrassed is extremely funny. <laughs> Um, just just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, right. And they're just like, kind of like you. You didn't see that. I don't know what you're. They just look. <laughs> they just look away from you, and then they look back, and they're like, "Man, who did that?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, whoa, that's crazy. I can't believe you did that. And you're like, "No, you didn't." Like, no, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't recall. <sighs> God, is it warm in here, guys? What's going on? <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, let's bring this back together and yep. come up with some cat lore for this guy. Okay. What is Monsieur Mongo's lore? I definitely think that he is like he's seen some some stuff, you know. Like, mm-hmm. he, obviously, as a cat, he didn't literally fight in the war, but like <laughs> he was somehow nearby a war or whatever, you know. Like, just was mm-hmm. he's been around the fighting. So you know, like that's why like there's that little bit of like that he smokes too much, like, and he's just like <laughs> the things I have seen. Maybe one of no. his past lives died. Yeah, in that's a... oh, that's a good idea. That's a good point. Yeah, and it that's sticks like with one him. of the other uh, character sheets that I thought of for this. Kind of would have worked with that lore as well. Like I thought about doing like the wronged or mm. the uh, what was it the the seeker because oh, yeah, both, yeah. both of those would be like oh you've had an experience with a creature in the past and now now that's what drives you right. He's like, have you ever seen these things? They are called dogs. <laughs> they will mess up your life. No? And you're like, whoa. Dude. It's just a dog. And he's like, no, no, no. It is more than just a dog. Stan, that monster took everything <laughs> from me. I had a beautiful seat right where the sun hit on the carpet. Never got that spot back. And you're like, <laughs> good lord. Man, there's, there's other things to worry about. Have you seen the economy? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, you never go back, you know, from the day where you were just living your life, never having had someone sniff your butt. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> and he's like, it's what they do. Monsters, no? Like, you know, if that like, happened to me, I, I don't think I'd be comfortable again either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's all, you know, contextual. Well, like, uh, I, I think uh, we should come up with, like, and it could just be that, like, a dog mildly inconvenienced this cat once, and now it's a monster hunter. <laughs> oh, for sure. But I, why is it? I, I like. I kind of like this idea. I, I like this idea of like uh, of kind of like you know what you're saying about like the wronged and stuff like that, right? Where what it kind of boils down to is is also again like the way that cats are sometimes oblivious to like the things happening in the house around them. They kind of live mm-hmm. in their own world, own time. I love the idea of like the owner being an actual monster hunter, right? Like mm. fighting vampires and werewolves and, you know, that sort of thing. Meanwhile, the cat has their own cat version of those same types of adventure where it's like, you know, the hunter is out there like, you know, you know, like the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where like 
they're all fighting that giant creature in the beginning and like Groot, baby uh, Groot is just like dancing around yeah. and like fights those little space rats. Like I feel like it's exactly that where it's like he's fighting these, you know, world ending things and the cat's like, you know, oh, I saw a mouse once. It was horrible. I had to fight it <laughs> tooth and nail. It took forever, but eventually I caught it. You know, like, and he thinks that he's this, you know, grizzled master, but really it's his owner that's like the real, you know, hard ass or whatever. I think it would be uh, funny if, like, the introductory adventure for this cat is, like, he's he is uh, chasing some small critter, not realizing that it is actually a, like, dangerous fae or something. <laughs> right. And, like, the human uh, owner is on the trail of the exact same fae. He, he finds a puppy, and he's like, okay, it's game time. And it's really, like, a chupacabra pup. <laughs> a chupapabra. Chupacabra. Pup, I don't know. I'll, I'll work on it. But like he he fights that while you know his owner is fighting this huge you know eight foot monster with these giant claws. Meanwhile, he's fighting like the equivalent of just like a puppy, and he's like, "Oh, it is incredible!" No, look at what I've toppled. <laughs> and there's just a literal monster you know behind him, like you know behind his owner. And he's like, "Yeah, sure, yeah." You did, you did Although good, but... he's going, "Look at what I toppled!" Right? Like that's what he hears. But then yeah, you go to the human, and all he hears is, Bow. "He's like." <laughs> So, yeah, that's a good point, Mongo. <laughs> okay, so I'm starting to write some stuff. The cat has always fancied itself a monster hunter, even though it doesn't really uh, comprehend the... Uh, like, true Oh, monsters? you've already got some stuff. Yeah. Oh, I was just writing down... Um, yeah, I was like about to, re- there. to read something off, and then it updated with your thing, which is uh, much more descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Owner is a monster hunter while Mon- Mongo fights his own smaller... <laughs> battles that's good that's good <laughs> that's really uh good. i don't i don't know that we necessarily need to do much more more than that mm-hmm. uh and with that in mind i th- i think that's that's a character we've done it we've we've made yet another cat yeah I certainly have it's a, a literal cat in everyone's favorite rpg monster of the week definitely mine i love this game it's a pretty good game I will have to continue my trend of listening to Monster of the Week podcasts without actually playing. <laughs> and <laughs> it's fun. Speaking yeah. of listening to Monster of the Week podcasts, yeah, uh, you should listen to Amnesty. The no, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, you should. <laughs> but that's actually kind of what got us into this. Was that like we had just started the network? Amnesty was rolling out, mm-hmm. and like four or five of us were chatting, like individually, going like, "Oh, I really love this. I really love that." And eventually, I was just like, "I'm going to put us all in a chat, and let's just real quick, let's talk it out. Like, do we want to try and also play this game? Because we're all having so much fun, like learning how it works and stuff like that." And everyone was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure." <laughs> and that is how Myth Takes essentially was born. Uh, and Myth Takes is again, like I said, it's a it's an actual play podcast. Uh, it's on Scavengers Network. Uh, with episodes rolling out when we're on our normal schedule uh, every other Thursday. Again, we are coming back very soon. Grad school and stuff like that really messed with uh, part of our availability. Um, uh, sorry, grad school for me. Sorry, not not everybody was in grad school at the same time. It was just the guy who happens to do the editing <laughs> is the one that really uh, got messed up a little bit. Um, but it is a rolling, nope, not rolling, uh, a rotating cast of of people. Uh, so we have many different characters, but I think the fun thing about that is that for the most part, you can pretty much drop into any arc with, you know, next to no, like, you know, previous knowledge needed. Uh, because at the beginning of every arc, we've reintroduced characters. We, you know, 
go over, you know, some of maybe the, the bigger points of those characters that have happened so far. Yeah. Um, but there's also no shame in starting from the beginning. Even in our world building, we do a little bit of like, you know, uh, of storytelling. Like at the beginning and the end, we do some some painting of the of the scenery a little bit. So that way we can start the story, but also, you know, contextualize how they're all meeting and, and seeing each other and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to be finishing up this arc, you know, very soon. And then um, we've got like two arcs to finish it out. The sort of like penultimate and then like the finale. And then uh, season two will be uh, a different game. But I, I don't think I'll be gone from Monster of the Week for too long. I, I don't know if season three will be Monster of the Week necessarily, but like I think you're going to see Monster of the Week on Myth Takes quite a bit. Um, so once again, that's Myth Takes. You can find us on Twitter at Myth Takes Cast uh, or pod.link slash Myth Takes with the M&T being capitalized. Um, that'll, that's a little smart link for you. That'll let you listen to the show on whatever app of your choice. Uh, and if I may, uh, I'd also like to plug just the network that it's a part of, which is the scavengers network. Absolutely. Um, And that's uh, at scavengers net or scavengers network.com. You can also listen to like episodes of our shows, uh, through the website as well, which I think is also a a fun thing. So, you know, you can listen to it from the website and then click on things or whatever. Um, and then the other show that I run on that network it's a show called Timeline Scavengers, which is a MCU podcast assembling the timeline from the MCU uh, in historical order. So, like, chronologically, what scene comes next type oh. situation. So, you know, you start with the dawn of time from uh, Thor, A Dark World, and then you go to a little bit of Black Panther, and then you cut over to part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, et cetera, et cetera. We are f- like literally just about to finish up with Captain America. Uh, with the exception of the final scene, obviously, because that's 2012. Yep. Uh, and so then next will be uh, Captain, not Captain, uh, Agent Carter. And then, you know, a bunch of random scenes from other shows and stuff like that, like Daredevil and things like that, where you see things mm-hmm. in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So that's uh, Timeline Scavengers, and that releases Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because oh, wow. it is a show designed to last forever. Because it was bad enough before Phase 4 started. Ooh, yeah. And when Kevin Feige was like, hey, we put out 23 projects over the course of 10 years. And I was like, yeah. He was like, over the course of the next two and a half years, we're putting out the exact same amount of projects. And I was like, I'm going to die. Um, so <laughs> that was you know, fun for me. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, is this one of those shows where like you've got a uh, backup host lined up in case something kind of. happens? Well, I mean, quite yeah. literally, we've... You know the show... Um, Till Death Was Blurt by the McElroy oh, brothers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we do have like at least two people each that we have sort of like elected as a, in the event of like an emergency or if one of us does actually die, here is who I would like to nominate as the person to replace me. And uh, that is how it's going to operate. And <laughs> uh, I, I would hope that we'll be able to finish it out together at like the age of like 90 or whatever. But like... <laughs> At the same time, if the show doesn't end with us, like if it goes on to like one of our kids and like one of my neighbors or whatever, uh, you know, I, I would be totally fine with that as well. I think it'd be fun to see that sort of live on for a very long time. Yeah. Um, oh, and sorry, final thing is just if you want to find me, you can find me at Colin M. Parker, just in case you're like, hey, does this guy do TikTok videos about, you know, Star Wars, the Clone Wars and, uh, you know, old Marvel movies that are not part of the MCU? The answer is yes. Ooh. Uh, so you have Colin a, and Parker on every platform. You got videos about Daredevil and Elektra? 
Uh, not yet, but they're coming out soon. Ooh. Oh, actually, Daredevil has nice. come out, yes. But Elektra is in like two weeks, I think, is when I published that one. Nice. Or two weeks from when we recorded this. So it might be out by the time this episode airs. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it will absolutely yeah. be out. <laughs> okay, cool. It'll Good. probably be out two weeks. Fun fact, we are currently, uh, I think, six weeks oh, behind when this episode will come out. Yep, sure. That makes sense. Hey, it we're, we've all been there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We Absolutely. all have backlogs. It's it's it. nice yeah. to have a backlog. Oh, I mean, Timeline is like a month in advance, I think, at this point. We're, or more, actually. We're like, I think we've recorded like well into 2023, I think, at this point. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, I mean the holidays. We're trying are to keep the backlog for this show down to down to like, um, but what is it, four weeks or something like that, just mm-hmm. so we can remain topical. And if we announce something, then it's still relevant by time the episode comes out. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, I totally get that. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you, Colin, for joining us. And guys, mm-hmm. uh, if if Colin didn't bring you here, you should go check out the Scavengers Network. They have good shows absolutely um, appreciate that um even if colin did bring you here just go check out the scavengers network anyway i can uh usually have on well basically every social media and youtube and whatnot my name spelled backwards but because that's hard to just say i have a short uh link thing for jholland.start.page which has all of my links so that is how you can find me specifically on my Twitter, my Tumblr, my TikTok, which don't follow me on TikTok because I'm not posting videos. <laughs> you know what? You can find the rest there. Uh, Literal Cat Pod also has a dot .start dot .page. Right now, that's the only kind of website I have for it. And it's literalcatpod.start.page. And that will take you to all kinds of places you can go to listen to this episode or other episodes. In case you are listening to this in your friend's car. And Austin, uh, you got anything to plug? Uh, sure. So I'm still doing, um, still making TikTok videos. Uh, I post on Twitter a lot. And uh, I'm now that I have my setup back up and running, um, I'm uh, planning on doing some more streams. Uh, at the time oh, of yeah. recording, Slime Rancher 2 just came out a couple weeks ago. So. Um, I will have probably already beaten it by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> but you can find me everywhere at Avalon Alchemist, uh, capital A, capital A. Nice. All right, so I've got a list of things that i got to get through here. Uh, most of our uh, stuff, you can just, like, if you look up literal cat pod on whatever social media or whatnot, you'll find us. Except Facebook. We don't have a Facebook. Yeah. I don't intend to start one either. Uh might join co-host if it looks like it's going to actually take off but for now it's just literalcatpod at gmail.com literalcatpod on twitter and tumblr uh it's a literalcatpodcast two words on uh youtube uh if you just google that and then filter by channels hopefully you'll find it uh because i don't want to read out the username code that it generated for us uh but if you find us on youtube uh the, the easiest way to find the YouTube is probably literal, go to the literalcat.start.page. But if you find us on YouTube, then I uh, typically turn the uh, episodes when they release into premieres, which means that you can have a watch party with live chat while you listen to the episode if you are listening to it on YouTube around 5.30 Eastern time. 
And of course, uh, I don't know if we've ever actually gotten around to asking people to rate and review us in an episode before, oh. but rate and review, <laughs> rate and review, it helps people find the show. Also, this and every other character sheet that we've done up to this point is or will be in a, a Dropbox folder. And you can access that Dropbox folder by going to bit.ly slash literal cat pod. I think, uh, I think we got everything then, right? Yeah, I think cool. so. Yeah. Yeah. We could either just end it here. Actually, yeah, let's just end it here. Why not? Okay. Uh, Austin, you got a cat pun for us? Um, Absolutely. I, I still got to find more unique ones, but I think, I think this one one's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how to word it actually. Um, okay. Let me, I, this might, this might take a couple takes. That's fine. I can edit. Um, we'll be sure to see you soon, but for now we'll be whiskering away. <laughs> is that, is that good? Is that anything? <laughs> you know, uh- um, yeah, maybe here here in New Orleans, it's basically the end of hurricane season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, I would always rate this podcast a category five out of five. Oh my goodness, oh, I could good. I couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> that that was great. That was that fantastic. Was great. Thank you that's so it. Much. That's the one. <laughs>